Uh, uh, that's funny. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Home run. First pitch. Bing, bing. <laughs> First pass is a touchdown. Speaking of which, are there any uh, hand egg news from this? Where people run around with an egg-shaped ball? Say any what kind of news? Hand egg. Canned egg. Football. Football. Oh, football. Football. Well, big time. Lions uh, won the first playoff at home in 32 years. And the story is so interesting in that a couple of years ago, Matthew. <laughs> Don't start. Continue. Don't start yawning before the intro's over. Okay. And. Uh, our quarterback for uh, almost 12 years was Matthew Stafford, who we loved, number nine. We loved him. He had great receivers. We never had great coaches. Nine was the number on his back. Here and there, blah, blah, blah. Number nine, number nine, number, number nine, nine, number nine, and number nine. in a stunning trade, they traded the uh, Los Angeles Rams yes. for their quarterback, whose name is... Jared Goff, G-E-O-F-F. So Jared Goff is surprised as shit. He kind of hears about it in the news. He's pissed off at the owners. He took them all the way to a Super Bowl, and they lost. And then after that, they got rid of him. Wow. So not only did we get Jared Goff in Detroit, and they got Matthew Stafford, there was a total of eight positions that we had to trade that they had to give us. In order for them to get Matthew Stafford, he was so valuable. Wow. And in fact, as a as an immediate level of importance, they were right. Matthew Stafford, new quarterback, Los Angeles Rams, took them to the Super Bowl and they won it. Boom. Good job. Nice job. In the meantime, the Lions, third year coach Dan Campbell, former player, his his uh, his mantra is grit. T-shirts, grit, Detroit, grit, just it's grit, grind it out. Yeah. At his opening press conference, he said something. He said, you know, this is going to be kind of a football team that's going to bite you at the knees until you're down on the ground. <laughs> and they've got all this Jesus. controversial, blah, blah, blah. It's not allowed. And he's he's just a big dude. So imagine this. Here we are two years later, a year after those suckers won the Super Bowl. I'm excited now. Nobody expected them to do real well this year. They had lost a lot of players. But damn, Los Angeles Rams, out of the last, they did terrible first six games, maybe even the first nine games. Then after that, they won every game again and again and again and again. Oh my People God. are saying they're peaking early. And he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Stafford. And the Lions, in the meantime, we do something that's never at been done 32 years. We got to a playoff game. We never even got to them. Wow. We'd never been to one. Uh, Matthew Stafford took us to one. It was an away game, which is always hard, in New Orleans, which is always yeah, hard. it's muggy down there. And we never scored a point, if I recall correctly. They smeared us. Schmeared. It was awful. That was it. So here's Dan Campbell. They ended up winning game after Wait, game. Wait, who's Dan Campbell? Game after game. He's the coach of the Lions. Okay. And they're winning 
game after game. And Jeff, Jeffrey, Jared Goff, he's throwing bullets. He's running the ball. Oh, my God. Suddenly, the Lions are in the first place in one of four divisions. In our division, we win the division for the first time in 32 years. Having won the division for the first time in 32 years, we also went to a playoff game. Who do we play? The Los Angeles Rams. Who is their quarterback to quarterback? Stafford on the Rams. Goff for the Lions. The first time in NFL history the two opposing quarterbacks had been traded to each other's team in the history of the NFL. What the golf? It was a shootout. It was a shootout. Stafford was a slinger. Goff was a bullet running the ball. Oh, my God. Stopping the run. Doing the run. Lions get the ball first. They say, we'll give the ball to the Lions first. Big mistake. Lions grab the ball, set the tone for the game, march 65 yards up the freaking field, score a freaking run in, touchdown, score 7-0. Holy shit. Bam, bam, bam. Get to this, get to that, get to this. We get to the last several seconds. We're up by one point. The clock is at... 301 something in. We have to at least have the ball for two runs. Yeah. Two uh two two first downs, yeah. two passes, two complete passes. If we did, we could along we could take up the clock and then for the first time in 30 years form the victory formation. Knee. 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 The clock runs out and we win victors. But first, what has to happen? Jared Goff. Stafford's been slinging it. It's up to Goff. We got less than uh, like a minute, and the clock is running down. Third down. Oh How's he going to do it? Passes the ball. Bam. Get it. Do it again. Bam. Clock is running out, running out. Bam. Does it again. Ends up. The clock goes boom. Victory formation. Lions win the first time in 32 years at home. Guess what happens next? They get to play at home again against a team they beat earlier this year, the Tampa Buccaneers, who summarily dispatched their opponent, who we didn't particularly want to play. But here we are, Lions versus the Bucks this Sunday. Oh my God! And there's a story about the there's a story about the uh, the uh, uh, Packers that's worth telling, and then my team, the Bills. Oh my God! So much to go, but the Lions. Biggest story, the biggest story of the freaking uh, century. It's been so they have never in over 58 years gotten to a second playoff in they got past the second playoff. They've never won the first one. So they never had a second. Wow. Right. Let alone win it. When they win it, there's only two more games. And the second one is the Super Bowl. It gets to the semifinals with the Lions playing probably the San Francisco 49ers, while over here the Baltimore Ravens are playing, I think, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Man. Bills, Lions, Bills, Super Bowl. Bills, Lions, Super neither Bowl. Neither team ever been to the Super Bowl before. Neither team. Or, I mean, neither team's won a Super yeah. Bowl. The Bills went to, as you may recall, Four Super Bowls in a row every year for four years. 
Never before, never will happen again. Four years straight went to the Super Bowl. Four years straight lost. So who do you root for? Bills, Lions. Oh, it's it's uh, it's 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 tough. It's real tough. Your roots or I your don't current think, home? I don't think that I can root for e- for either team. I have to root for both. I have to be happy with what every what, <laughs> what everybody accomplishes. I have to be sad at whatever mistakes each team makes, because I love these teams Equal. and I would never, I wouldn't diss either one by picking one over the other. Oh, this that's is beautiful. this is the most exciting NFL season of my life. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> And the Packers. Let me tell you, the Packers. Please. Well, first the Bills. The Bills. Wait, wait, hey, wait, listen. Okay, let's. The Bills have a terrible season. In line. They're three and six. Oh my God. They were contenders for Super Bowl last year. Went to Kansas City, played at Kansas City, and lost. So lost the opportunity. They lost. They were winning with 17 seconds left to go. And Kansas City, and our defense failed. And Kansas City scored. No, no. Not a kick, not a three-pointer, a touchdown. Yeah, that's the history. They start this season supposed to be the year. They didn't get it last year. They're going to get it this year. Josh Allen, Superman. Yeah, six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds, a behemoth. Takes three people to tackle the son of a bitch, and he runs all the time. He has more rushing yards than any other quarterback in the NFL. He's thrown more touchdowns this year than any quarterback Damn. in the NFL. He threw more interceptions this year than any Oops. corner in, the, in, in any quarterback in the NFL, and he had more fumbles Oops. than any other quarterback. He did all that in one year. <laughs> so if you get the idea, he's active. <laughs> he's Superman. Yeah. He he right. does shit, and sometimes they, it works out. They lose. They lose a game to I think the Patriots, maybe or my I don't know Miami, maybe Miami probably that they were supposed to have won, and suddenly they had less than a five percent chance of making the playoffs. They literally had to win every game of the next six games to be able to qualify for the postseason. They won every one of the six games, marching up the field, running over people. Flip one, one, one runner. Uh, I'll tell you which one in a minute from Buffalo. He goes to the to. He's going to get tackled right at the goal line. He does a somersault flip. I, I may have seen this clip. The t- yeah. Over the top of the guy lands touchdown. Yeah. It's best NFL season. Of my life, I'm so happy I could weep. Well, I'm, I'm pleased for you. They they got to play with the with the golf name, like T-shirts that say "Oh my golf" or "Do you believe in golf?" Playing on God, golf Almighty. Yeah, golf go, Almighty. Golf Almighty. Yeah, you got it. That sort of thing. I believe in golf Almighty. Yes. Yes. Capital G. Yeah. O O M Goff. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad. I am the Lord your Goff. You shall attend the playoff games. Did you see the competing ads that that came out? Playoff rhymes with Goff, right? What's that? Playoff rhymes with Goff. We got to work with that. Oh. Uh, I am your golf. What's your name? I said. He said, my name is golf. I said, what you do? He said, I'm going to play off. I said, that's good. And on and on. We just figure it out. Yeah. 
rhyme after rhyme after rhyme after rhyme. Not a lot of other rhyme words rhyme with off, I don't think. Let's see. Uh, boss. Well, yeah, that's... Goth, goth boss. Goth. That could work. Yeah. Well, we'll need to workshop. Cough. This. Cough. Cough, yes. Your grandma ball said, I made him a cough. I said, what's your name? He said, my name is Jared Goff. I said, what you do? He said, my name is a play off. What does Tiger play? Goff. He said, don't piss me off. Or don't jack me off. My name is Jared Goff. <laughs> Huh? Yes. I wasn't going for jack me off, but it, well done. <laughs> you got to do it to me. You got to give it to me, baby. My name is Jared Goff. I'm gonna get you up. I'm gonna make you cough. You will shrug it up. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. All right. Play Good. We oh, a little uh, musical interlude. <laughs> We will license that to the uh, nearest vendor. I'll talk to the ESPN and NFL people. Oh, 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 oh. So, uh, 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 this and that, uh, back and forth, answer, response, political ads about Trump. Uh. Uh, Trump. Trump puts out an ad that basically the message is God made Donald Trump for us. God made Donald Trump for us. Lincoln Project puts out a one that's called God Makes Dictators. And it, it's this, you got to see it. It's this bizarre, like Ronald Reagan, World War II atomic bomb stuff. The Lincoln Project does some creative shit. And and it's I'll find the link for the show notes. God God decided we need a, a man to be blah 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 blah, and so he created one. And they're showing scenes of Germany and Hitler, and so God created a dictator. God thought the world needed bomb blah 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 blah, blah and so God created a dictator. That's Mussolini. It just goes on and on, and then it goes to Trump, and. Be and, and apparently, I think the reason that I'm so blown away is because I didn't see what Trump did. So I'm not sure what they're responding to, but what they're responding to is probably more outrageous than what they did. So my awe at their outrageousness right. would be tempered by Trump's, which is probably enough to drive me crazy and scream and run around the room and, you know, you know, rend, what do you call it? Render my clothing. <laughs> Trump wants, Trump makes you want to get naked. That's what I'm hearing. So, so the Iowa uh, caucus happens. You've probably heard about this. Trump won 51%. Uh, Ron DeSantis, 51. as he calls Ron Sanct Sanctimonious, uh, came in second at 21%. And then Nikki Birdbrain Haley, as she's called, came in at 19%. She's called by him. Yes, 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 yes. Birdbrain yes, yes. is the best he could come up, and, come up uh, with? And, and Trump is crowing because the largest ever margin between first place and second place 
in the Iowa caucuses, first ever, was 12.5%. Trump won by over 30. And so he broke that record. And, and, and one, well, one might say, though, one might say, though, but wait a minute. True? Let's look at former presidents who ran, because, frankly, we think if a former president, an incumbent, basically an incumbent, right. can only get 51% of the Republican vote, you got a problem. That means almost half the people want somebody else. That is the spin, bro. So last night, against my better judgment, I watched this thing. It's on HBO. It's uh, it's this 45-minute uh, show called something I can't remember, where they they were, uh, it was some experts, um, some body language experts evaluating Trump. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I saw it, but I didn't read it. And it, it was about Haley and Haley and DeSantis or no, Trump? no, 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 this, no, no. This is a. It's like a year old, uh, and this is a. This was a, a thing on HBO. Yeah. And they they evaluated so many of his lies, and it was like a best hits of of Trump's lies. And yeah. one of the first ones, uh, well, one of the first ones upon being president um, was that he won by uh, a greater margin of electoral votes since anyone since, yeah. anyone since Reagan. And a reporter stands up <laughs> in the audience and was like, well, actually, Obama did a lot better and, you know, George W. Bush also did better, and and just watching him squirm there about his uh, being caught in a in, in a lie yeah. and just being like, look, uh, these are just numbers that I was given. Uh, these I just like someone gave me these numbers. That's what they tell me. This is what the, they yeah. tell me. <clears throat> and it's what they tell me. So when what they're saying is so, but like when you tell me that he won by a bigger margin than anyone else. And if it's coming from him, I Mm-mm. no. This, this is, is just statistics. Well, so when just you go back, it depends on your your source. Like, I absolutely, I understand, but it is just it's it's math. It's math, not statistics. It's math. Well, no, but, there's no analysis. It's just math. Okay, but it's it's fact. It's what it's it's it, it's not it's not an argument. But, but well, here's well, the thing. Wait, wait, wait. So. Do they not do the Iowa caucus for when a sitting president, when an incumbent runs again? Like when George W. Bush ran. If they if he has competition, but they don't. Oh, but it, but if he, with, if they don't have competition, incumbents don't. Okay, so like yeah. as like Biden doesn't really have competition. Well, actually, Biden does have competition. The Republicans don't. Oh, okay. They okay. they haven't. Okay. I don't know if there's a there's a dude from uh, Connecticut who I like, who's a former congressman, rich dude. He's running against Biden. He loves Biden. Rich dude. His name is Rich Dude. Yeah. Hey, Rich. How you doing? Ah, man. Call me dude. And uh, at any rate, um, he says, I love Biden. It's just his time's up. We need some fresh blood. We need it now. Yeah. And uh, And it's like, well, don't you think that you're pulling votes away from Biden that you're going to help elect Trump. And he said, you know, that's not my problem. 
uh, and it's, like my response would be, uh, yeah, problem. it is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it is. So it depends what you're committed to. But, you know, in this case, he would drop out if, you know, there's no path. Chris Christie dropped out of the Republican race, which was sad. He was the only one who was standing up to Trump 100% of the time. There are tapes of uh, Chris Christie talking at town hall meetings and interviews and all sorts of all over the place, just telling it exactly like it is about Trump. Everything you and I know to be true, but his spin on it, I've known him for over 30 years. I tried to help him. I made a mistake. I thought he could be helped. He can't be helped. He's a seriously narcissistic he has no characteristics that qualify him for being the president of the United States. And he said when his speech to leave the race, to suspend his race, he said there's no path to the nomination. After it was clear that the polling was showing he was losing in, in, in Iowa, he was losing, I mean, just single digits compared to the others. At least they were getting double digits against Trump, who's 30, 40 points ahead. But this is what he said. He said, let me tell you, if Donald Trump wins this nomination, I'm going to tell you the exact moment it happened. It happened this past August when all of us were on that stage in the debate. And when the moderator asked, how many of you would vote for Donald Trump if he was convicted of a felony and all of you raised your hands? That is the day that Donald Trump won wow. the nomination. You've never run against him. You're running against yourselves and none of you have a chance. Uh, this, wait, wait, his, who, who's his, been saying that all along? His speech is great. Yeah, the, the two, there are two big like huh moments that i had watching this documentary uh ah. one one was a thing that i already sort of knew but it was from this like um psychologist profiler lady uh and she described trump's uh the the emotional hole inside him the this bucket that he's trying to fill with admiration all the time that his father left for him uh like it's amazing that you could get to more or less the top of the world the president of the united states and still want to lie about uh, how many yeah. people were at your inauguration and shit like that? Yeah, uh, like it's not it, it's, enough. It's a it's a bucket that you can't possibly ever fill, and it's just it's so. If he weren't so uh, so damaging, it would be sort of tragic, right? Uh, yeah. And the other thing was um, uh, Bolton. One, uh, not Michael Bolton, but uh, Alan, one of the one of the guys that was Ambassador Bolton. Yeah, uh, he John Bolton. John Bolton. He said uh, <clears throat> that he had worked for five presidents, and he has watched the the weight of the office of the presidency just destroy these men. Uh, 
by just the the weight and the importance of what that role is. Uh, destroy them or like, like just make uh, just age them. Age them and and just like you can tell there's a weight on their shoulders. Uh, yes, but not true for Donald Trump. He never felt that weight at all. He never thought of the office as being anything just other business than, as usual. Anything other than just me, 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 uh, and. Yeah. That that kind of blew my mind. Like I hadn't really considered that he just has no respect for that office as a as an important thing, other than right. other than a, a way to get on television more. Right. You, did you read the the recent uh, news that in the first two years of Donald Trump's uh, uh, presidency, looking at only a, a dozen or so of his over five hundred. LTDs and businesses and whatever. He only looked at a few. They found that foreign countries paid him seven to eight million dollars. And now he's being demanded to pay it back. There will be a lawsuit against constitutionally aggravating the um, emolument clause right. of the U.S. Constitution, Monument. which says you can never make money. And there's examples of how. Uh, uh, one president received uh, the the husks, tusks. Abraham Lincoln received from a foreign land uh, ivory elephant tusks that were mounted, and and he loved them, and they made him uh, give it away. You know, uh, they had they had an inquiry as to whether or not Obama had to give uh, back the Pulitzer Prize. It certainly didn't hit the the. Because he wasn't making money. Nobel Prize. The money he got, he had to turn over, which I think is a million dollars. I can't remember. The Nobel sure. Peace Prize. Yes. yes. Um, but also the prize itself. And uh, and they let him keep it. Um, that was a ridiculous. So anyway. So, that was a ridiculous. So here's Trump. Prize, but whatever. It, it's, well, it's a question. I mean, you, you read the law, the, the purpose of, of, of all the analysis, you read the law and you say, what does it mean? We want to follow the Constitution. So there's people, the courts, that interpret it. What does it mean? There's lawyers that assist with their process. Uh, Trump was in court today for a second defamation suit against the woman that the civil court found that he had sexually abused and then lied about it. And as a result of that finding of guilt and responsibility, the next phase of the uh, court process was to determine damages. They had that, and they're making Trump pay uh, this writer, Carol, uh, millions of dollars for damages and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, when Trump left the courtroom after the hearing where he was, you know, given these damages, <laughs> he went out in front of the courtroom and he defamed her again. She sued him immediately. And now the second hearing is in place. And they're determining the degree of, of the, the guilt and the degree of penalty. And he's on tape. Before he went into the courtroom today, just before he went into the courtroom today, he posted 40 social media posts about Jean Carroll. 
some of them, the exact ones that he sent that helped with the defamation guilty verdict. Yeah, there's no sense of man. Yeah. It's it's a stupid though. This is this because it is it stupid. No, it's not. It's more serious than stupid. It's fucking nuts. He is crazy. Just like your people are saying, this vacuum, this hole. Wait, yeah, we've we've known we've known this. Like uh, again, it's like we keep redis- rediscovering. Uh, that, yes. That further. That he's a further. Difference. Further. Deeper. 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 Worse. 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 Sixty-three percent of the Republicans in Iowa said it doesn't bother them if he's convicted of a felony. They will still support 63%. That's the way that they're publicizing it. But here's the rest of the story. 31%, a full third of Republicans are saying if he's convicted of a felony, I ain't going there. And this is an election that's 10 months away. And so you can look at the glass half empty or half full. If he's got problems in Aya, which is the whitest, most evangelical, most right-leaning, MAGA-infused state in the country, if there one-third of the people have problems, imagine what it's going to be like in New Hampshire. Big question is, how much, how much... Will South Carolina care, which is even, dare I say it, even more evangelical? There's, Uh, you know, a percentage of evangelical uh, people represented as evangelical in the United States of America, 14%. I was going to say around 15, yeah. And in these places, it's 35, it's 40, it's 50, it's high. And they're the places that somehow we think, because they're... Did I not this just scream that, about it, this last week? How stupid this yes. fucking system is! Like, but listen to this fact: only three times in the history of the Iowa caucuses, uh, three times, perhaps, may I should say, in recent history, the past 20, 30 years, that the person who wins the Iowa caucus actually becomes the nominee. One way to predict then, statistically, who the nominee won't be is who wins the Iowa caucus, taking into account, however, as folks are here, the margin of victory, and in this case, overwhelming. But add to that the reason, which is, well, it's not a typical, because he is, for all practical purposes, an incumbent. 51% ain't great for an incumbent. I rest my case. Just saying, I called it. Your witness. I called it. Your witness. Yeah, let's... uh... Let's change the subject because this is okay. fucking boring. More football. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Just joking. Just joking. Don't. Just joking. Don't. Uh, but I, actually, you like this because this this dude is younger than you. He's in his 20s. Uh, uh, and so uh, his name is uh, Andrew Love. And uh, he uh, is new quarterback for uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. Hired on first third, first six games, missed passes, couldn't quite get it together. And then he became 
one of the most effective quarterbacks in the NFL, and not only won almost every game since a bad opening. The other day, he went against the hated, I must say hated, Dallas Cowboys, who haven't been to the Super Bowl, the second longest drought in the history of the sport, only beat, of course, by the Lions. The great Dallas Cowboys, they have not lost a game at home in their home field since last year. They've got the longest running home game victory couple, of any team in the NFL. Just a couple of weeks ago. It still is. Guess Green Bay, young quarterback, hot hand. They go to they go to Denver or not Denver, but to uh, uh, Dallas to play this game. And the opening drive, they score a touchdown. The next drive, they intercept. They score a touchdown on the interception. They get an interception the very next down. The score is 27 to 0, and it's the first quarter. The Dallas Cowboys look stunned and, and confused, <laughs> didn't know what to do. The coach's eyes were rolling around in his head. They end up getting creamed, and the famous or infamous owner, Jerry Jones, is shown in his penthouse, 81 year old owner, up in the high place. And they score another touchdown. It's like twenty-seven to zero. And he throws his he throws his uh, paper, hits hits his chair with the paper, and turns around. And there's all these memes that with what he was saying. One of them was I like was what the fuck just happened. <laughs> another one was who's responsible for this. Another one was quick get Bill Belichick on the phone, who's the coach of the Patriots, who's getting fired. And, and one of the winningest coaches in NFL history because he had Tom Brady. That's why he was winning. Otherwise, he's a lie, cheat motherfucker. But he's going to take a new job. Could it be the Cowboys? What about Harbaugh? Michigan. Michigan wins a national championship. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Let me tell you. They open up the game. It's Michigan's ball. First pass. Intercepted. Oh, my God. No. Oh, thank God. He stepped out of bounds before he caught the pass. Okay. Michigan, boom, 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 boom. What happens when, uh, who are they playing? Uh, Alabama, Coach Nick Saban. Oh, my God, Alabama, oh my what God. is Coach? Most championships, anybody? Wait. What happens? They get the ball. Fucking Michigan breaks through the line, fucking sacks them. Boom. Now it's one in, in 20. Second play. Fucking break the line again. Sack them a second time in a row. Now it's like one in 28, 29. And they're three and out. The game went this Michigan run and Michigan winning. I was a Michigan fan. I have been, you know, when Michigan State's out of it, I want the Big Ten team to win. And, oh, God, it was exciting. It was it was one of the most awesome uh, fucking exhibits of fucking just uh, defensive fucking strength amazing amazing here's here's to the the maize and blue go blue wow cool cool well cool, i toasted cool, you cool. man what are you doing sitting there cool where's your drink cool, cool, cool. where's your toast cool, cool, cool there you go what are you drinking in that little rainbow glass my my beer your beer so your mow. did you do your homework yes so have, did you? So have I. So, you first. 
I love the idea of. I think there's only like six episodes. Like it's it's going to be tight. There are only six episodes to the fourth season of True Detective, yes. starring Jodie Foster. Thank you for the intro. Yes. Episode one, episode one, premiered just two days ago. I and so you love the concept. I love the idea of shooting it all at night, like having it start where the opening scene is with the sun going down and it basically telling you look the sun has gone down for three months in this northern alaskan uh locale and that the whole thing takes place at night which is super you know not to be obvious but dark uh (laughs) is you 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 are insightful i'll tell you that should be in our that should be in our vision state somewhere and the i i heard i i listened to a to the official uh podcast about this where they talked to the writer and also some of the people that worked on it and they the set person said they really wanted to make it clear that, and I felt this viscerally in the episode that uh, that the darkness is just right outside the door. Like there were several several times where a door opened and it was just like super freezing, black. freezing cold, and black outside. And there was sort of light inside, and the person yeah. was maybe even wearing the cinema t- the wearing wearing, yeah. wearing short sleeves. And then the 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 person came in or whatever. But the fact that the door felt so thin, uh, like I noticed that when I watched it, and then I heard that that was like intentional. In, in fact, I think you pointed out the strength of the first episode, which is its cinematic cinematic story. It's cinematic story. There's 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 perspectives to think about in terms of the acting, but this in terms of more than just the storyline, how that storyline is depicted, cinematography, and with that darkness as the background. The other thing that was striking was the uh, uh, the uh, jarring uh, and and wonderful uh, CGI stuff. Which was as convincing as anything I've seen, and I love what, what, the, what CGI stuff. The uh, the uh, uh, reindeer, the caribou at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, caribou, I should yes. say, reindeer. I think it, it, it's the same. It's, what? It's the same species. We call them caribou or reindeer, as you wish. You know, and and so um, it was riveting cinematography. Cinema. <laughs> Telegraph. You, you can do it. You can do it, Dennis. <laughs> cinema telegraph. It's not football, but it's cinematically. Yes. Cinematically. It was cinematically sealed. Yes. It'll never get out. It's like a fucking mummy. No. no. Wait. What's what? No. That that what? particular no. thing was no, no. was really beautiful and probably took someone like six months to to yeah. render. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So I thought I thought that I agree with you that the riveting beauty of the cinematography and 
the stark nature of the light and the dark, how they literally were fighting each other on the screen and the dark winning, sucking things in and creating a fear of darkness, which absolutely was isolation and cold. Yes. So it wasn't just dark. It was what more what the dark meant. And that in a menacing way, so that the agitation, anxiety, almost early signs of fear that you felt as a viewer were all about that. Oh, my God, how dark and cold and lonely and isolated would you be if you wandered away? They wanted you to feel that way. So by the time you saw the people who had apparently frozen in some wash of water that froze them in place, that your worst fears of the dark and the cold were, were proven true. I, brilliant. Here's the thing. When I look at the acting, one of the things that happens in that first episode, the most difficult episode, is the introduction of characters. Yes. And if one of those characters is somebody like Jodie Foster, who you know in a million roles, you know as a 12-year-old that won an Academy Award, that as an actress and taxi driver had so many movies under her belt that both Martin Scorsese and Robert De Niro were nervous around her. <laughs> nice. She comes out and she is going to introduce this character. It's difficult for her. I had a moment where I felt like she was acting. It didn't last long, but it was just a minute. And the characterization, she a little bit of a, a, a little bit caricature-ish, right? You know, rough and tumble, rough cop, thinks the Indian stuff is all bullshit, rough and tumble, you know, yeah. okay, I, that's credible. I can get that. I got to get used to her being that. You know, I think maybe the last one I saw of her was uh, when, um, the hell was it called, when she was isolated in her safe room. I think that was the name. Of safe room, safe yeah. Room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go figure. That's been like 30 um, years. So, but yeah. you know, but then the actor who played her deputy, who I know from, uh, you know, uh, the Western series. Dead, Deadwood. Was so good in Deadwood. Hey, yes. Yeah, the movie, but, nice. but the series. Um, he. Wait, he. A little car car cartoonish, a little I don't know what a little the care a little eccentric, and so you've gotta you've gotta be able to wrap your head around these people and their eccentricities, and the challenge that they have is not to act that way in anything other than a subtle way, because if it hits you too hard, it's going to strain your credibility. I had that a little bit, not that it worried me, but I was a little surprised. That it seemed, I don't know, seemed a little, it seemed a little corny in a couple of places. I, I expect that to change. I'd give it a, a five out of six. So I'm not being disparaging here, right? I mean, I mean it. 
am I going to watch it again? There's no way I won't. I'm already Who committed, dedicated. Who are you talking dedicated. about? His, her deputy. The skinny dude. John Hawks. Who was in Deadwood. Known for... Hmm. Okay. Uh, and, and, and in the story, surprisingly, his son works for her too. Oh, the older guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I skinny dude. Yeah. I I believe I believe that. Uh <clears throat> the John Albacini is my guess. King speech. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, Sabatini. Sabatini, yeah. No, Al Albacini. Albatini. Alba Albacini is the character, I think. Anyway, no, no, that's the actor. Anton is the character. Whatever. Uh, <clears throat> the I liked the and and the 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 creator of this of this uh, season uh, talked about wanting to like loving sort of true crime sort of stuff but also uh, wanting to promote strong female leads and uh -huh. how this series is going to be about those two strong females uh, investigating the murder of the men strong uh, strong character, strong acting, and, excellent. And the uh, the native deputy that's sort of uh, yes. Uh, well, she's not a deputy. Uh, she she was. She well, was, she is a deputy. She, she's in a different force. Yes, yeah, one is state police and one yeah, is. Yes, she. Local. But she was demoted to uh, troopers from from whatever Jody is. Uh, well, she wasn't demoted. She. Jody's character, whatever yeah. her name is, encouraged her to apply for the trooper's job, and she took it. Danvers. And then now that she's over there, she cut her off, and there's some bad blood about that. But it was a lateral. She was a deputy for Foster's character. Then she went over to work for the for the local police. Okay. There was a little scene about all that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's going to be important because they're not. Then by the end of the first episode they were sharing information right 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 you they, know. they 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 both are interested in, in in solving this the the coat the coat yeah that which your deputy was wearing i the victim wore it and the deputy had it on in the picture she gave uh i i wish i had no I, th I thought it was the the, the, the murderer victim had it on Yes, and then the picture she gave the 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 cop right. was a picture of her deputy wearing that coat. I was the deputy, not the murder victim. There was, was both. She found the murder victim wearing a brown coat with a tear in the sleeve, right. and then she found a course a picture in her pile of shit she had. Right. Right came across the picture of her deputy wearing that coat. I thought it was the murder victim. That's the... 
it, <laughs> you keep saying that. There's two pictures, bro. Yeah. There's one of the murder well, victims wearing the coat. Oh, oh, no, you mean the murder That's victim. You mean the murder, the, the man. The female the fem- murder victim was wearing right. a brown yes. coat with a tear. But the deputy wasn't ever. Listen. Yes. She found a second picture. Okay. The second picture showed the deputy wearing that coat. That second picture is what she gave the cop. Okay. That's not as I recall it, but I will (laughs) give you that. Well, it's the kind of thing that was central to the conclusion. You fell asleep again. You did. No, you were drunk. I watched. I watched. I watched it twice. You were drunk. You were drunk both times. That doesn't cut any shit with me. Well, watch it twice. Uh, The. Speaking of drunk, what do you think about uh, Danvers' family situation? Like whose the. Jodie Foster. Oh, what's her name? Danvers. D-A-N-V-E-R-T? No, V-E-R-S, Danvers. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. So... She's raising this this girl. But the fact that the girl brought up uh, drink, uh, drunk driving makes me think that they are related via some accident somehow and like and she's like you don't have to be my mom etc didn't jody foster lose a child did it, there was did, she, she definitely had a child before and i wonder if my theory is that her daughter and husband died in the same crash that killed the family of the girl that she's raising Oh, good theory, man. And I think that she just felt both so alone and also so just watching the other, uh, you know, knowing that there was this other girl out there that was alone that I think she adopted her. And and so that's why when... uh, That would make sense. What an... What an amazing cut from brushing teeth to brushing teeth that they did. Uh, yeah. But, well, but, 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 but then so, when, 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 when Jody was brushing her teeth and, and the adopted daughter came up and was like, let's talk about what happened tonight. And she was like, oh, you mean that, that sex video? And she was like, no, about people driving drunk. And it got totally shut down immediately. Yeah. She went to bed. So, well, I want to watch it. I want to watch it again. I was going to try to do it today. I got got pretty busy, but well, there you go. I give it a five out of six. Since when are the, we giving the other, six? The other challenge I have is six, the, the maximum is, star rating. Because that's what I said. Six. You want me to say it differently? You want me to give you another one? I give it a four out of five. Does that make a big difference to you? That's, that's but on the other normal. hand, I give it an 8 out of 10. I give it an 8 out of 10. Not a 9 out of 10. 8 out of 10. 6. 
Hey, we did a, remember, a 10 out I've of 12. 10 out of, I got a 10 out of, <laughs> I got a 10 out of 10 NFL weekend behind me. Okay? okay. And another one coming up, 10 out of 10. So. Boy, you're t- it, totally. You don't get a 10. You don't get a 10 easy for me. Or, a, or in this case, a six. A six out of six. <laughs> it just made it's sense to me. This is for, fractions are four hard, out of man. six. So did you did you catch up with any uh any of uh, the mayor of uh, of uh, of uh, yes Kingstown? You did? No, I, I have not. Uh, I've been well. I've been second, watching Fargo. I've been second. I binged the second season. I saw, I went to Fargo. They will only give me the fifth season. I watched the beginning of the first episode that I had been watching football. So I was trying to watch to say, but I loved it. And just as you said, I didn't have to know anything other than what I was looking at to, to understand where it wasn't a storyline. Yes. That had a, 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 a past. So it turns out I was mistaken what I've been watching is season four, which I hadn't seen. I, I'd seen one, two, and three, and so it gave me season four. But season five is obviously out, uh, so I'm still that's all I I'm have. still working my way through season four. Uh, you know, one I was amused uh, last night. I uh, I got home late, but I had a lot of energy. I couldn't go to bed, so I watched some TV, and the. Uh, my HBO gives me uh, last week with John Oliver, starting from season three. He's now up to like season uh, twenty something. Really? Not, that not long. even. Well, I don't know, but but the season when I started, it was February twenty sixteen. No. No. Uh, yeah. It was it was the it was the lead up to uh, to Trump uh, winning, and it was it was it was back then when Trump was just this funny joke, like haha, yeah. this goofball. Look at all the funny things yeah. he's saying, and I remember that time so 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 well, and there were clips of Nikki Haley saying stuff. Uh, uh, and it was just kind of creepy and cathartic, both to go back. Cathartic. To that. I doubt it's cathartic. I no, think it's sort of the opposite you of cathartic. Feel pent up and yeah, pent up and 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 constipated. But it, it was because this explosion is going to happen. Yeah, it was. And you know that you. It been, was the opposite you've been of following the story about Trump wearing diapers, right? Uh, you know about this. I, think I saw something about this. Taking so much Adderall when he was filming the fucking uh, Apprentice. Yeah. That he couldn't control his bowels. There was somebody in charge of making sure that he was ready to get cleaned up and was ready with fresh clothes. Wow. Yeah. So it was it was a it was like a time travel back to that time where John Eller was super young. <laughs> uh and, and but still just as funny with the same exact notes and 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 he had some 
gag about New Zealand or whatever uh, he was making fun of. But it was just weird to go back in time to that time of innocence where, you know, the president was Barack and things felt like different, different and okay and hopeful. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, God. We were just talking today about the difference between that level of leadership serenity, which had its ups and downs. And I mean, one of the things that Obama did that was just incredibly damaging and very, you know, very, very difficult for us, you know, because we talked about it, was when he wore a brown suit to the press conference. A tan suit, yes. I was, I mean, I expect more from my president. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now, those days. Imagine, imagine the difference then of one normal to another normal where this constant bombardment of lies and controversy only getting bigger and bigger. You and I both know that he's setting up the, 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 the civil war that he wants to lead after he loses the next election. He's, 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 he's going to win this one. Millions of people who will follow him. Many of them have guns. And that's where we're headed. No. When he, if he would win, which I don't believe he will, I, you believe he will, that's one set of things. But if he loses, no, that's all gloves are off. That that's this, that's the um, Camp Davidians, man. That's the Republican fantasy of we of the Second Amendment, the idea that uh, that we Joe blows with our AR-15s can uh, can defeat the strongest military force in the entire world. It's like, nah, like, great. You, you go ahead and think that, but, uh, and to be clear, the strongest military force in the entire world has had trouble in, in places where there's guerrilla warfare and you're in someone else's territory and they know it better than you. But I don't think that's the case here. Like, it it would be such a mag, such a quick. You, you can't fight uh, a civil war against the federal government if if the federal government has all of the U.S. military yes. uh, behind it. Yes, yeah, so there'll be there'll be a few skirmishes and it'll be put down. Like, like all you can't take your air fifteen directions, but it'll the, have the uh, against the fighter. It will have the uh, characteristics of uh, Waco, Texas. It will have characteristics sure. of the uh, uh, Michigan. Uh, what was the McVeigh was his name? That's not Michigan. And the Oklahoma bombing. It will be that level of deaths. Right. Trump will be. Trump, Trump will be assassinated during that time, and the investigations will show it was not the U.S. government that did it, uh, in spite of what 
MAGA, which will become the new uh, American version of Hamas. And the subject of the eradication is not the Jews, but it is, in fact, libs. Libtards. Libs. Yep. Libs. Yeah, the... That's right. It's it's a scenario that's not out of proportion with the... uh, uh, alarming magnitude of the things we're seeing in front of us. It's not. It's 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 not. It's not out there. What we're seeing, what we're witnessing, what people are saying, is so so strong. It really logically leads to the potential of a scenario of insurrection and civil war, violent unrest. Um, but a very quick civil war. Well, uh, yeah, I, I would agree, but not quick enough to save thousands of lives who will be killed with whatever they do. If he can organize Iowa, I imagine he could organize a few state-level militias. Militias. Delicious militias. Delicious militias. <laughs> we finally got a title. Oof. It's good. Right. There it is. The delicious militias of Donald Trump's. Wait. uh, No, they're they're delicious, malicious militias. Wait. They're. What is it? Delicious, malicious militias. The the delicious militias. Of Donald Trump's, no, (laughs) Donald Trump's. Mm. (sighs) Okay. So later tonight, I go down to uh, O'Duffy's Pub and listen to the fabulous Out of Favor Boys duo or trio play their saxophone and their guitars, and I get to drink a Schmidix. Schmidix. Undoubtedly. fall off my diet which i've been on now for a week i got my new uh i got my new sensor i wish i could tell you that i could see you but i uh i haven't been able to or see you, you for a while i'm hoping that it's just oh, really well you you flashed you flashed in and out uh but you keep coming back yeah it's 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 probably still recording on your end that's cool if not uh, when I talk, my uh, screen is lighting up around the yeah, yeah, edges. Yeah. So no, I you're, gonna... I'm definitely hearing you and seeing that. Assume so. So it's an, mostly an know. audio medium, except for our one Patreon subscriber. My father has just joined the the. You shouldn't have said that. You you didn't need to go that far. I was always suspicious of him. I saw that propaganda. He floated. Yeah. Well. Purportedly, purportedly, it was him mailing it. He's 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 joined at the at the Gin Martinis level at patreon.com slash happy hour. At the what level? The Gin Martinis level. You, there's like different Gin levels of, of drinks that you can that you can buy us. Uh, Gin Martini. I see. Uh, That's good. Well, here's to him. I'm, he'll like the fact that I'm I'm, I'm drinking scotch. You know, at some point, not now, but at some point, we got to revisit this uh, this uh, uh, song that Masterson uh, uh, drew me to. Yes. Uh, 
because you've got to you've got to find uh, you got to find the guitar for it. Uh, you called it uh, Richland. I'm so miserable without you. It's almost yes. like you never I, left. I, I, no, it's like you never I, left. I wrote down the lyrics. Uh, well, it's yeah. Well, I've got it written down too. We fought like tigers every day. Each day, we fought like tigers every day. I don't know. Each day's tides changed and stoked to the fray. Each day, tides changed and stoked the fray. I hated you, but hated, but hate me worse. Jesus. I hated you, but hated me worse. Loving you was such a curse. I'm so miserable since you left. It's almost like. No, no since you're gone. I'm almost... so miserable since you're gone. It's almost like you never left. There's a there's a challenge in there with the word miserable because it has so many. I toyed with the with the phrase, uh, 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 here, which was this: nothing but misery since you're gone. It's not bad. <clears throat> it's like you really never left. But misery, the word misery is not what Mike said. It was miserable. And it's so it sounds perfectly fine when you say it. The name of the song is I'm so miserable since you left the right. There's no problem in saying it, but when you try to sing it, I'm so miserable. Miserable. I'm so miserable. Yeah. I'm no wait a minute. I'm miserable no. since you left. Get rid of the word so. No. I'm miserable. It's it's just bad. Nothing but misery since you're gone. That's better. But it's not miserable. It's almost like you never left. Le miserable. Loving you is such a curse. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I don't know... Uh, uh, I have it written I, down. I'm sure that's. Or I, I, what's that? I wrote down what you sang one time last. Well, month. I've got some uh, squimish that reminds squimish. me of the uh, of the music. I don't write music per se, but I write a little shorthand that lets me know what I'm squimish? doing with my voice. Squirmels, little squirmish. Are you squeamish about paper. your squimish? Squimish about my little wormish. Okay, I, I, I think didn't, I didn't mean it. That's so unwoke. Oh, I'm in such trouble. Would it be canceled? I think. Oh, no. uh, we might be done here. Well, let's. Uh, let me think. Let's. I can't wait to see the next episode of. Well, True Jody. Um, see if you got any time. See what you can do about this, uh, uh, Jeremy Renner series all right it's 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 every bit as good as anything we've ever watched okay uh and did you see who beat out uh uh pedro pascal for uh 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 the last of us who beat him out for best 
uh, actor in a in a drama. I saw the succession. The other nominees, but the other nominees were, um, uh, 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 what's his name? Strong from Succession. Jer- Jeremy, Jeremy Strong yep. from Succession, and the dude who played the dad. Um, no, tell me who was it? Huh? The the dude who played the father on Succession. What's his name? Scottish. Yeah. Actor. Yeah, that guy. Uh, we're both drawing blanks on his name. Yeah. And Kieran Culkin was also yes. nominated. And a couple of other, uh, Pedro Rescal, Kieran Culkin won. Yes, I emailed that to you. Oh, you did? You did, where he was crying and shit? It was great. Right. Yes, but awesome. Like- it was great. It's, it's, it's really the first time I've ever heard him speak. And he seemed to me to be absolutely genuine. <laughs> like a normal human. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, well, yeah, that too, but but not. You know, I have I haven't seen the I haven't seen or, the, the the speech so, or being a smartass or whatever. Yes, um, so we seem to be a smartass. So yeah, Brian Cox. Yes, there you go, Brian Cox. Which um, yeah, I the thing about Kieran Culkin in that character is that it, he's a great actor. But I'll tell you what, he's got the crazy role. He's got the one where the writers went nuts. Right. It's like it, it's the same. It's the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's like how uh, you get the Oscar for playing uh, the mentally disabled person. Yes, because exactly what I was thinking. It, you get it. You get it. You feels harder. You're, but here's the thing. This is the way they gave it to him. He played that wonderful role perfectly. Right. <clears throat> he stepped into the shoes of a potentially iconic role and made it iconic. Yes. Because it could have failed miserably. A lot of those kind of caustic, weird, run-at-the-mouth characters fail. And I'll tell you, I've, I've talked about this before. One of the best scenes with him, and frankly, a, a lot of them, uh, was when they... Uh, uh, had the cheese stole yes. the cheese yeah, yeah, yeah. from their mother's dude, and they had a they had a food fight. Yeah, that's and uh, what was Jeremy Strong's character's name? Uh, Kendall. Remind me what? Kendall. Kendall. And Kendall got the cake dumped on his head because he was ordained as the the next as guy. The, which as the king, or of course, fell apart in a minute. Speaking of uh, that's that series coming back. There's no way it's not coming back. Yeah, okay. There's some some runoff is coming back. You know what Kieran Culkin said? The runoff spin-off should be the story of Greg. That he said I could get behind. I I I do love a Greg spin-off, yes. Uh well Greg is he's 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 Dick Van Dyke, man. Of course I, I don't know if that means anything to you. Probably does. I, I know who Dick Van Dyke is. <laughs> Well, I know you know who he is, but you didn't grow up with him like I did. Dick Van Dyke, lovable, funny yeah. character who just, you, you know, everything is humorous. A clown, yeah. The, just love to watch him. Speaking of actors doing amazing things, uh, playing mentally weird people, um, do you recall a 1994 movie called Primal Fear? Starring uh, Richard Gere and uh, debuting 
Edward Norton. Uh, it was uh, and uh, I've seen Linny Laura Linney uh, is also in it, uh, and I rewatched it this weekend with with my daughter who is at the age yes. that, can, that can grasp uh, this. Edward Norton was just a hateable character. Well, Edward Norton, no, no. Uh, well. He was he play so the 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 general plot is that a priest is murdered and the altar boy is found run, running oh, away. Oh, that's right. Uh, covered in blood, and Richard Richard right. here is this like hot shot lawyer uh, who takes this case on pro bono and totally totally believes this this kid, uh, and uh, Edward Norton has this. This stutter. He's a priest. No, Edward Norton is the is the altar boy. Oh, stutters. Yeah, and he's and he. And he and it's, uh, well, I, I just don't. I just don't think that I could ever do anything like like, like that, uh, sir. And he has this beautiful stutter and this smile, this beautiful angelic smile. And he got an award. And and he and he 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 he. he was nominated for the for the Oscar, but he he won a Golden Globe and he Best won some supporting other stuff. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he just it was crushed his, it out it of the game. That was his that was his debut into film. Really? Uh, he was so he was so young. He was like twenty four. He was playing a nineteen year old, but uh, he was just so good. And I re- so did you see? I remember seeing that at the time and being like, "Holy shit, this is an actor!" Wow. Yeah. Did you see him in the Michael Keaton movie, uh, the something something of Incredible Flight, uh, where where Keaton was the Birdman? Birdman is the name and, of the movie. Yeah, Birdman. There we go. Go figure. And the one the entire movie it's all one shot was one shot and one constant drum solo. I didn't. From, uh, I didn't get that movie. Oh like, my god! I, I watched the first bit of it and I was like, "This is not." I don't. I don't understand oh, what I'm watching. I was absolutely. I was. I and, was. And that's one riveted. of those times. That's one of those times where uh, a movie that I was just like, meh, like one best picture. Like that was the best picture of that year. Oh God, it was good. Well, I don't. I can't. I can't explain it. So I, I don't know. Maybe I need to like go back and give it another look. But like right. another case, like the English Patient. I never really understood the English Patient. Ah. Uh, it was, it was like English patient was it won everything. You had to really be in love with the characters. You really had to be just enamored with the thing unfolding in a very, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> endearing story of love. And, yeah. Yeah. It was like I fell asleep, maybe woke up and then more, but. Yeah, you right. know, I remember something going on in a cave that didn't make much sense. I don't know exactly. And and well, listen, like bro, best what's like what what the hell? Yeah, uh, yeah. So okay. by the time we talk, yes, we'll have New Hampshire will have voted in the nation's first primary. Oh, I'm so excited! And in this primary, imagine this: it's called an open primary. Which means that even though it's Republican primary, it's open to independents and Democrats. 
And as a result of that, it's a very uh, diverse crowd of people. Any old knucklehead can go and, and uh, what's Any that? old knucklehead can go and vote. Like you. Yeah, that's exactly right. Cool. And and so it's it's one of the places where if you didn't know better, the Democrats would go out and vote for the weakest candidate because they know that uh, their candidate will do better. Uh-huh. So if if, if you the know, Democrats so that were could be in play. smart and cunning. Uh yeah, and there's actually live even recent examples of state level democratic parties planning and implementing exactly that scheme. It happened in Michigan, one of the districts. Cool. Uh, but anyway, I digress. Uh, the uh, it ain't gonna happen in New Hampshire, I would suspect. But Nikki Haley is within single digits of Trump, who only received half the vote in Iowa, even though he's running as a virtual incumbent. And so Ron DeSanctimonious, who uh, barely limped into second place after visiting, listen to this, he visited and had connections in 100% of Iowa's 99 counties. He lived there, just like Vivek uh, uh, Radhaswamy, who dropped out. It's a good thing because you can't say his name. I, just, I don't have to anymore. Well, until he's on, he until he's on the on the until he's on Trump's ticket. Trump. He won't be on Trump's Trump ticket. Trump, Trump doesn't need him. Trump doesn't need him. Yeah, it's going to be Trump Haley. Trump's no. Trump's going to put a woman in there. It's it's going to be Christy Nome or. Arizona's failed gubernatorial Gnome? candidate Lake. Trump Nome. Trump Lake sounds, Christy Nome. sounds good. N O E M. Trump Lake sounds like a place you'd never so, visit. So this this could be the first time that somebody not named Trump wins a primary. If not, check this. The next one is Nevada, which Trump has got lined up small number of delegates. But the next big one is South Carolina, where Nikki Haley was governor, and she currently is polling 30 points lower than Trump in a state where she was the governor. Jesus Christ. That will kill That's her. That's what I'm telling you. He's going to win. That will kill her. Yep. So, that will be part of our report. Cool. The Tune in next week. When we say more things. We fought each day like cats and dogs. <laughs> that's not, that's not <laughs> I can't remember anything. I can't remember anything. Hello. I will I'll just leave this. I'll see you next week. I'll just leave, I'll just leave this on. Yeah, Okay, that's it for episode number 203. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 203 with links to the God Made a Dictator video and the speech from Kieran Culkin, which kind of made me cry. It was very beautiful. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash happyhour, and we would love it if you would do that. See you next week.